Dan's quite adept at talking coherently with a solid log of substance in his face. <laughs> Cut the balls, work the shafts, <laughs> talk through it. Shame my name. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Gridiron Gentleman <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> That's your other podcast, Dad. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Yeah. <laughs> right, get your house in order, dipshit. Sorry. Hello and welcome to the Too Much... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, hang on. Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Right, so we are going to do our... <laughs> So fucking slick. (laughs) Okay, let me do that again. Downbot 4000. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time on Our Pod. He does this on the other one as well when you edit it. You can sort of. I don't even listen to them now. You can see the little. When he goes, hello, you get a big peek. (laughs) And you get six or seven of them. And you're like, well, I'll just start at the last one. (laughs) And you can just fall go, right, fuck it, I'll do it again. Hello! And this is sort of six or seven minutes into the recording. <laughs> yeah, we're about five minutes in. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Right, now we are going to our top seven games that surprised us. Is that right? Is that, <laughs> just, just, doesn't, just doesn't roll off the tongue is the point, all right? I think it was the top seven games that we fell in love with and absolutely became addicted to yes despite yep not thinking that they would be that good that's the ones that shocked us yes so this is not our hashtag top seven games yes no this is the ones we were most pleasantly surprised by yeah so we're taking our own twist on the hashtag top seven thing yeah and we may well not get through seven in the uh four hours that we've got allocated to this recording we need to yeah we need to be quite concise with this, I think. We're so. excellent at that. <laughs> okay, so who wants to start? It's almost like we should have worked this sort of thing out. I almost, yeah. It's not like we had any time beforehand, was it? Well, we're we waiting for the laptop to slowly update over the course of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, I'm going to start. Because start. it's one that people might put in their top seven games ever. Yeah. But also for me... I bought it and I played it and I fell in love with it with absolutely no preconceptions other than what I'd seen on the box. Mm. And it's the original Mass Effect. Um, it's one of those games that I walked in, and I, I remember to this day that it was when game was in the Maltings in St Albans, mm-hmm. when they had a game outlet in there. Retro. Retro, yeah, pretty retro. Um, I walked in and there were a bunch of other people buying Mass Effect and I looked up at the board on the side and I, and I saw that it was at the top of the charts and I just thought, alright, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. It looks pretty cool, red on the box. Took it home, started playing with it, got past the first mission, suddenly found myself in charge of a spaceship and, you know, anyone who's played Mass Effect knows what comes next. It's, it was great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely had no preconceptions about it. I mean, look, I'd played Bioware um, uh, RPGs before, so... You know, I even I knew that Bioware didn't get points for good writing. I knew it was probably going to be a good game, but I had no idea that it was going to become, uh, you know, a trilogy of games that would hoover up the better part of, well, 
four to five hundred hours. Mm. Yeah, time. terrifying amount of time. Yeah, absolutely superb. I, yeah, but but now it seems like such a hackney thing to have on this list, so I've kicked it off with a predictable one. Mm. Um, I'll go next to. Well, just oh, we doing round robin. Yeah, okay, feel yeah. free to interject and stuff. You know. No, I'm well, I, I don't think there's anything to add to that. Mass Effect Three is Mass Effect. Sorry, it's a wonderful game. So Mass Effect Three is the best, though. Is it? Yeah, it caps everything off really well. Two, really? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, anything terrible though. It's it's the one that does everything that all the others. It's well, it's the one in the series that does everything the series does mm. best. Mm. Mass Effect Two is the best game. Yes, because it's got the best story. Um, not necessarily the best game mechanics because the fucking harvesting planets can go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, um, it's it's also yeah the best standalone game is Mass Effect Two. That game can you can just play Mass Effect Two on its own. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I don't know where to start. Should I start with with an obvious one? Or should probably, start with the less obvious one you've written down. Then just sort of move through them. Okay, I'm going to start with Dead Space then. Nice. Uh, Dead Space was a game I picked up at the same time as picking up. Um, uh, Fable 2 um, and I fully expected I'd heard so much about Fable 2 and I fully expected to spend I had a week off coming up and I fully expected to spend the whole week just playing Fable 2 yeah. and if I got a chance I'd play Dead Space and I put Dead Space in first and I didn't really take it out after then I just carried on, carried on playing Dead Space it's bloody brilliant until it made me shit myself right at the end it's so. one I've never got around to playing but it's on the sort of the, the everlasting to-do list it is the best of the Dead Space games. Yeah, and Dead Space 2 is okay. Then 3 is just wank. It, it went to action. Mm. The, the, the best bit about Dead Space is how clumpy, as Isaac Clarke, you feel. Mm. But you're just like an engineer or something. He's you're just not like a space marine. In a very heavy, well-protected, what looks like a massive, great big welding suit. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there and you're wearing this big suit so that you could... You know, quite happily weld a massive tear in the hull of a huge spaceship shut without having to put anything else on. It, and it is great. You feel heavy and it, you know unwieldy and yeah, the suit's not slick looking. No, it's tough yeah. to control. Yeah. And it's a tough game to like when you, when you take a swing at something, you, you can feel yourself putting the air, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's very, very vividly reenacted in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's it's a really great game. And it's scary. There's a moment right at the end. Just, mm. I know we think probably you know what I'm talking. I about. know what you mean. Yeah. Just, I have never jumped that much in a game before. <laughs> the um the blank on the blank at the end. When yes, it's the blank. That yeah. I think Strangely, blank. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just cry. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only played it once. <laughs> I'll never play it again it's but, enough mate immortalises yeah. it forever the one thing I did like about 2 uh, the ending of ending of Dead Space is rubbish as well like not the end sequence but the actual yeah the last thing you do in Dead Space where you've got that thing that you've got to transport around on oh, the rails it's fucking irritating yeah it, take, yeah it really takes you out of it that's annoying but other than that it's, it's a solid game start to finish um, the one thing I like about 2 is the fact that on the space station they brought it's the Ishimura isn't it mm. Mm into there and it looks you go through levels that you've been through in Dead Space 1 but they're slightly different like they've covered over the walls and stuff like that mm. yeah really really good game nice Russ so my first one is a game I played on the Mega Drive called Gunstar Heroes yes did you ever play that no it's one of those ones that always comes up on the top Mega Drive it's games awesome list. so I, I think I borrowed it off a mate yeah. and played it it's Fucking brilliant. So it's sort of like a manga styled action shooter. 
Yeah. That was just uh, sort of slightly interfering with themselves. Just adjust my bollocks. Trying to maintain eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I, I just like it's got fairly generic sort of box art. Looked all right. Popped it in, and it's phenomenal. It's mm. so good. It's um, relentless action. You're sort of just plowing through minions. Um, but it's got some really innovative stuff. The the boss fights are spectacular. They're all ridiculously scaled, so they're sort of you'll find these colossal things. They're all really, really different. Uh, the weapons work in a really interesting way. You sort of you just have a gun, mm. but there's kind of these different like elemental powers you can get for it. So like a fire one, a force one, a lightning one, and a seeker one. But you can combine two of those in any combination, and it affects the weapon. So like if you have a fire and a Seeker, mm. you have like a flamethrower that moves around the screen chasing stuff. Or if you combine like lightning and force, it's like a I think you end up like with a like saber type effect, so it's really short range but incredibly powerful. So you can combine all the weapons in different ways. Mm. It's brilliant, really cool, completely balmy. Yeah, the plot doesn't make a lick of sense. There's all these little four inch high pixie types bouncing yeah. around, which I think are meant to be important to the plot, something to do with capturing gems. Shit ton of massive robots in it. Everything blows up. It's awesome. It sounds really good. It's, it's on. Yeah. Uh, you can get it on. It was on Xbox Live Arcade for the 360. Mm. I don't know if it will work on the Xbox One. Might have, to have a look actually. Mm. It's awesome. Want to see that again? Nice. Excellent. Nice. Tom, first encounter assault recon or fear. Oh yeah. As uh, as it's better known, the first of I think it was four games actually. With some standalone expansions for the first game, bringing it up to, oh hang on, Fear, Fear, Perseus Mandate, and Fear, something else, something else shit. Uh, and then there was Fear <laughs> Two, which was actually pretty scary. Um, it was a very scary game, but it was a bit of a wanky story. And mm. Fear Three, which was <laughs> utterly atrocious. Um, the first Fear is very scary and I bought it purely because I was dared to buy it by one of my friends. I went out shopping with them in Hemel, I think it was. I bought it mm. from HMV, saw it in there for, I think it was only about 20 quid or 22 pounds something. I think it had come out. And I don't I don't really know. I, I looked at the back of it and it said something about ass-kicking shooting um, combined with um, horror. And I just thought, Okay, mm. being a fan of the Silent Hill games and stuff like that, I do like survival horror. And I hadn't really seen anything that kind of blended a bit of first-person shooting and that kind of Japanese horror. Mm. Um, but it does it very well. It does. It is very scary. It is very good. The action is excellent. The slow-motion ability is superb. I mean, it obviously been pioneered by Max Payne um, in the previous, uh, you know... Uh, Max Payne does bullets, uh, bullet time better mm. than any other game, but this one does it very well in first person and also allows you to do some really kick-ass martial arts move. And there is nothing quite like um, hearing in real time a bunch of clones shouting, "Oh my God, he's here!" And then you engaging slow mo and everything, everything going, "Oh my God, he's here!" <laughs> boom, 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 and all the guns and the noises and everything, the shattering. It was one of those ones where the shotgun would would blow massive chunks of concrete out of walls and in slow motion it was just excellent it yeah. was so cool it was just it was chaotic and and the the scenes of the gunfights after you've taken out five or six guys 
um, in these rooms in slow motion or, or just trying like how to get away because even in real time the action was fucking frenetic it was really cool it was just amazing to look around at these kind of smoking cavernous gouts <laughs> of uh, gouges out of the wall and uh, it was just brilliant it was really good fun I was really genuinely very surprised by how good it was because you know you kind of I, it starts off a bit slow burn there's a few little horror bits oh what's that around the corner sort of stuff um and then just suddenly throws you in, and the rest of the game is just superb. It's really, really surprising. Brilliant. Go. Cool. I was nice. also quite surprised by how low quality mm. the sequels were. Yeah. They were fucking terrible. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, really disappointing. I hate it when that happens. Same like Dead Space, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, you're No, you're Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay, um, <laughs> one that's probably on everyone's list, so I'm sorry I've stolen it. Uh, it was an Xbox 360 game by the name of Midnight Club LA. Not, not on everyone's list, no. Uh, I don't have it down here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Rockstar's finest game, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you play a street racer in LA, a free-roaming driving game in LA, and I was currently looking for, having watched the third, fourth Fast and Furious film at the time, I was looking for a game that combined uh, my love of street racing with LA, which was what Midnight Club was. You can customise the cars really nicely. Um, it plays pretty well. It's got a pretty bollocks. It plays pretty well. Yeah, I know, right? Around the resounding endorsement. I know. It's just, it was just a lot of fun, and I put so many hours into it, to the point where I had a car that tended to move faster than the, the graphics could keep up, mm. and I couldn't tell where the road was going because I couldn't see it anymore. I think that's something that will probably be everything we talk about is games that we just put ridiculous amounts of time into. Yeah. Often doing noodly shit that is nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I bought it because as like a little side game. It was another one of those ones where I bought that at the same time as something else that I didn't put any time into in the end and just ended up playing that continuously. It's It was a fun game and, and Forza Horizon 1, 2 and 3 are obviously much better games than this, but Put way more time into this. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recommend anyone goes out and buys it. <laughs> I, I, I had a great time playing it, though. That's all I was, It's all for I your own say. private pleasure, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I traded it in four times, and I bought it back three times. Um, it seems like a bit of a false economy. I mean... Yeah, I know, I know. I kept thinking I didn't need it anymore, and then I'd be like, you know what, I really want to play. Yeah. Midnight Club LA. Yeah. It's like my little dirty little secret. Do you know what? what? After trading in all of my Xbox 360 yeah. games and the console, yeah. there is part of me that now really wants to play the Call of Duties. Yes! <laughs> like, I really want to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, but I don't have it anymore. Well, you could spend 80 quid on the remaster. Warfare. Yeah. yeah. I probably will. 80 quid. That's the only way you're going to get. That, that would be released on its own at some it point. Some because point. there are a lot of people who want to play it, who are now fed up with Call of Duty mm. and don't want to buy the new one. So as soon as everyone's bought the new one, you know, just because they've said it's I don't want to do it, there's nothing fucking legal about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, I don't want to buy the new one. I don't one. want to buy the new one. They're all the same, they're boring as shit these I haven't days. played the last three that were released because they all just looked exactly the same. But, but I, I, would de- I would buy for 15, 20 quid, mm. I'd yeah. buy Modern Warfare Remaster. The remaster, yeah. yes. And the fact that I would do that, and there are other people who do that, mean that they will make it available because yeah. there's some money to be made. So you're you're basically saying, 
All we need to do is be patient. Yeah, yeah it might take like six if, months or so. If we build it, they will come. It'll probably be out just for Christmas, actually. Yeah. Um, you could. Would you, you pay? Would you pay? By then, no. <laughs> would you pay forty quid for the Modern Warfare trilogy? For the Modern Warfare trilogy. Uh, what? All remastered? Yeah. I could pick them all so the, up. The soap trilogy. As I yes. Call it. Yeah. yeah. I could pick them all Maybe. up tomorrow for the PS3. Yeah. For about. 10 quid, I think I'd get all of the yeah. good Call of Duties. They'd have to be remastered. Not each. Well, yeah. just the whole lot, yeah. Get them. 40 quid's a bit of a stretch. I don't, like, I don't like paying 40 quid for a new game anyway. No. Because I don't really want three either. Was 29.99 uh, would get you a new game. Mm. Now now 50 or even 60 quid seems to be an acceptable amount of money. for never people. pay that much. No. Fuck that. Uh, so yeah, Midnight Club LA. Russ, what you got? Uh, so my second one is Dungeon Keeper 2 on the PC. Nice. Uh, which is, I did not play the original. I had never heard of it. Uh, I saw the trailer for Dungeon Keeper 2. I don't know where I saw it, because this is well before YouTube or re- the internet. It was probably on a cover disc of a magazine. Disc, yeah. Um, and it was funny and had wizards in it. Mm. So I thought, yeah, I'll go for that. Mm. And uh, yeah, so like, absolutely phenomenal. Really detailed, really sort of multi-level. You could properly get into the sort of the micromanagement of it. But everything with such an amazing sense of humour to it. Yeah, it was I mean, the, the whole concept that you are the bad guy fighting off these pestering swarms of pompous little shits in armour who have come to <laughs> defeat you... Um, but the yeah, the, the way you can you know slap your imps about, slap, yeah. slap chickens until they explode. Yeah, rig the casino so that your all your minions are really unhappy and poor, but you get more yeah. money. It's and you have such a, a cheeky sense of humour through the whole thing. A mistress torturing your uh, enemies and <laughs> yeah. things like that. But yeah. so so sort of yeah, you can you get really complex. The mm. the world management was really well done. You sort of never felt out of control, but you were always doing. 10 things at once you know you sort of had fights going you were mining you had sort of uh, what did you have to, you had to like anyone you'd killed you had to take them to your graveyard where they'd turn into a skeleton mm. or you could turn them into a <clears throat> vampire somehow or yeah. you, if you had people alive you could torture them until they got converted to to your side and the the, the when was it it was sort of 90s wasn't it oh man the, yeah. and the graphics were Mid really well done it was fully 3D mm. Brilliantly realised world, really colourful for something that's a dungeon underground. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant game. Spent many a happy hour mapping out little dungeons. The the free build mode on that you mm. can sink days into constructing your ultimate dungeon and yeah, then send yeah. waves of heroes at you. Yeah, brilliant fun. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. very good game. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Never played it. So. Yeah. Um, I'm don't worth- don't play it. It's just me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's mine. Um, I'm going to bring it up because I'm next. Mm-hmm. Portal. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I've got too many, so I can talk about it here as well. Yeah, Portal. It was a bonus on the orange box mm. when that was released. Uh, and I'm talking about when it was originally released for the PC. It was a bonus uh, with that alongside Team Fortress 2 mm. and Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Yeah. And also a copy of Half Life Two Episode One and, and Half Life Two. Yeah. If I can, you didn't, I can remember being super excited about the Orange Box, but just because it was that was how you got Episode Two, wasn't it? That was, yeah. And you were like, so wait for like eleven quid, I yeah. get 
a whole new copy mm. of Half-Life 2 that I can play on the Xbox mm. and all this other shit and something called Portal that I've never heard of. Exactly. Yeah. And even though we all knew at the time that Portal was based on Nebacular Drop, mm. uh, which was a kind of... Well, <laughs> you opened up Portal and <laughs> you, you had to place them all around. It was basically the puzzle game of Portal. Um, what we... I don't think anyone expected was the black comedy. No. The very good and very well worked out puzzles, the excellent setting, the excellent writing, and the fact that it was just about the right length that it never outstayed its welcome and was mm. a very tight experience from start to finish. You'd be done in a couple of hours. Maybe? Yeah, you can bash mm. through it in like, if you know what yeah. you're doing, mm. you can get through it in like two hours now. And it's it's sublimely, sublimely written. It's it's really very, very good. One of the best endings of a video game as well. Absolutely. Mm. Well, the original ending, Yes. Or the ARG updated... I ne- see, I never did that. Because yeah. the, there were two endings. Yeah. The first ending was after everything exploded, yeah. you landed out in the car park yeah. with all the debris falling, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but then the next ending that came was Chell being dragged back into the facility by the party... Uh, what do they call it? The, the, like the party rehabilitation droid or something, yeah, or something yeah. like that. So, or so associate or something mm. like that. The, yeah, drags her back into the facility, thus setting up the events of Portal Two. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was a good ending. Yeah, it was nice. And then with the song at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a very unexpected, um, mm. terrifying. Portal ending. Two was every bit as good as Portal One as well. It's uh, zero punctuation was very good with saying that Portal. Portal was an excellent puzzle game yeah. that just happened to have a very good story. Yeah. Whereas Portal Two is a very good story that yeah. kind of grudgingly has the puzzle element as well. Yes. Yeah. It is very much fixated on uh, the characters. Yes. It's about Wheatley and his interaction with Gladys, and then your interaction with the um, long dead voices of Kate yeah. Johnson and Carolyn. His assistant. But Point Portal 2 is a great game. Mm. It is great. I I think we all kind of thought it's probably going to be quite good. Yeah. But I don't think we realised that it was going to be quite so good. I mean, the character of Wheatley is. As as soon as everyone heard that Stephen Merchant was going to be doing the voices, Mm. that's like, okay, I'm definitely going to get that. Absolutely. Love. There's two bits I love in it. Where it's, it's. is set up like a tutorial. It goes right. So, so just say something, mm. and it says press A yeah. to to say something, and then you jump. Goes, right, you just jumped. That's not you saying anything. Yeah. So, so just try again. Right, that's, press uh, a, yeah. that's, that's jumping. Yeah. Uh, what, what you did there is jumping. Yes. Uh, yeah. Say yeah. Apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's brilliant. And then there's the bit where he's trying to do the thing, but he doesn't want you to look at it because he's self-conscious. So every time you turn around, he goes, "What? Well, no, no, don't, don't turn around." <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. If if you don't turn around, yeah. He'll just keep going for hours. Oh, really? Telling yeah, he does, to turn yeah. around. He, he will not do it until you turn around. Oh, and Amazing. you can never catch him when he falls off the rail. I've spent, I've spent so long <laughs> trying to catch him. Um, I Here's the thing that you guys are going to hate. I've never played Half-Life 2. Fucking prick. I know, right? Have you played Half-Life? No. I've bought the what orange box. What to, are you to, doing here? bought the orange box to play Half-Life 2. You really should play Half-Life 2. I know, I know I should. Um, and There's I, a reason it's called the one of the best games that's ever been created. If, if we were doing our actual hashtag top seven, it yeah. would pr- probably be my... I hate doing top whatever, mm. but it probably would be my number one yeah. of, of all time. It, it, for it's me, it would be a toss-up between it and Deus Ex. 
in terms of the best games I've ever played. Okay, so I might rebuy the orange box. <laughs> it's really, really yeah. worth it. It really is. Because all I did was play Portal. I, I, I go, I'm good. I'll play this Portal game. The only problem with Half-Life 2 these days is it's a little bit pleased with itself that it's got a physics engine. Oh, really? So you spend a lot of time setting up waiting seesaws to turn <laughs> it into a ramp to get up to an XL. But that was revolutionary at the time. <laughs> Whereas it's sort of ten of penny these days. But the, the gravity gun is probably the best single thing mm. ever in a game. To it the point that it actually changes there everything. is an entire level and setting that is a massive playground mm. purely for the gravity gun. You get the gravity gun and you suddenly find yourself in Ravenholm, which is a which is a like a playground, town, isn't it? Yeah, full of zombies and. Um, saw blades that you can mm. pick up with the gravity gun and fling and just everything everywhere there's debris and it also introduced, and it's it's like a sort of a horror game setting which I think it's is what, properly shit scary yeah mm. which probably really distracts scary. you from the fact that it is a massive playground for the gravity yeah. gun but then you, you get really panicked you can hear one of those fast ones climbing mm. up the drain pipe and there's yeah quite a few of them buried down and you think right I'm going to slice through six of these bastards all at once and then yeah. when you panic you just grab a cardboard box and it sort of goes boop <laughs> for people well you can fire paint cans at them but all it does is sort of just turn them turns white. Them white yeah that's really good anyway yeah play, yeah. play Half-Life 2 you turn Jesus I will do fine okay um, so my next one then let's get some of the, um, the crappy ones out of the way shall we Flimbo's Quest a game on the Commodore 64 I played when I was a child uh, I say this is a shock because I don't, I don't really remember thinking, do you know why I really want something that plays video games to play Flimbo's Quest? <laughs> but what I do remember was it was the one that came on the cartridge as opposed to the tapes, the endless sea of tapes that you used to get that you used to take half an hour to load up to play yeah. half an hour's worth of video game. Yeah, of course, of course. So the cartridge would load up immediately and you'd be presented with what is probably a quite average platformer. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But me and my parents every Sunday evening used to play it together, taking it in turns to play yeah. on this game when we was kids. So it's probably more of a happy memory than anything. And then I remember we completed it and we were very proud of ourselves. And um, yeah, if, if you look it up, it's probably not a great game, if I'm honest, but lots of really happy memories. And, you know, it's not something that's ever going to get a remastered edition. But but yeah, every 4K Sunday upscale version. Yeah. <laughs> but every Sunday evening we'd play that. I mean, that's one of those yeah. games that you'd actually not only have to have the hardware to play it, yeah. but you'd have to have a TV of the time yeah, to play yeah, yeah. it as well. But yeah, so that's that. Not much else to say about that. Flimbo's Quest. That's my number third one. Number third. Nice. Number, number third. Yep. Yeah. So my number the third is uh, Transport Tycoon Deluxe <laughs> on the PC. Love it. Uh, which is it's one of those games, a bit like Football Manager, that you feel could be powered by Excel. Yeah. And if like if Football Manager somebody has made an Excel, an Excel add-on that is Football Manager, <laughs> um, but it's 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 basically train sets. It's I mean you can have planes and cars and stuff as well, but they are rubbish. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the, uh, the the train building and running mechanic of it is so well done. It's massively addictive. And it's just the right level of complex. There were sort of a few follow-up versions of it. There was one called, I think it was called Locomotion by the same guy. And it was too detailed and too technical. 
Whereas this one that's just, you know, really simple, you just lay down the track, build the train, mm. go from there to there. And the complexity is in sort of what you're moving from place to place. So you sort of, you know, you move people from cities to other cities, but then in order for the cities to grow, they need to be supplied with goods, which have to come from a factory, which needs raw materials, which come from a, you know, a steel mill, and that needs iron ore to go into it. So you end up with this massive, sprawling, interconnected web. Um, it's brilliant. <laughs> I can and still regularly do spend hours on it. You can, get it. you can get it free now. There's a thing called Open TTD, so you can get it for um, PC or Mac as just a free free download. Wow. Uh, and yeah, it's a little bit of a steep learning curve to mm. it, but there's tons of YouTube videos and things out there. Um, you can sort of you can quite easily end up sort of you you put one signal facing the wrong way. And you don't notice for three three years of game time that half of your network hasn't been making any profit, <laughs> and you have to sort of hunt through and find it. And there's loads of really, it's one of those things where you can do something that looks and by all definition is fucking tedious, but you can have many a happy hour doing it. It's like mm. going through and replacing all your track with monorail track when it gets to the year 2020 or whatever, and monorails are invented. <laughs> it's brilliant. Excellent. Tom, back to you. Okay, we're rattling through this. Yeah. Which is good. Um, I'm just picking out of my list here. Because the rest of mine are a little bit predictable. Okay. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to plank out four in yeah. one go. Go for it. You're going to go for the last I'm one? I'm going to go all four. Okay, well, well, we'll do that then. Okay. So, Firewatch. Yeah. Nice. Just because I was genuinely surprised by how much I got engrossed in it. I know it's it sort of had it's kind of what the, what Metacritic would call mixed to positive. Mm. Um, but I, I was really sucked into um, Henry and Delilah's story. Um, sucked off, yeah. Yeah, sucked off. I this what I have to get into this. I feel like I've been saying for ages, oh good fireworks, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've totally got it, I haven't played it. Um, it's on my list. It's good, genuinely surprising. Uh, System Shock. Oh, it just seemed to come out of nowhere, the original oh. System Shock on the mm, PC. Mm. But I sank hours into it, and Shodan is a, a Machiavellian, um, horrendously violent um, <laughs> baddie that is yet to be beaten. Mm. I'm going to spank out Dishonored. That's a good game, mate. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> it looked great. I thought it was yeah. just going to be like a thief clone. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it turned out to be uh, a very darkly funny and uh, extremely well executed. Uh, stealth them up. And, you Wasn't know, the uh, the art director was the same same guy as the Half Two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah which you is why you get that kind of neo classical uh, mixed yeah. with steam, uh, mixed with um, well electro punk, yeah. really, isn't it? Sort of. it'd really, be really obvious to anyone who isn't a complete fuckwit and hasn't played hasn't Half played Life Half Two, twats. <laughs> you guys um, are dicks. And my final one is Shadow of the Colossus. It looked kind of Japanesey. Um, which any game uh, lover will know exactly what I mean, um, and I I'm not the ma- the biggest fan of um, of Japanese games. Um, you know, I'm talking sort of specifically about JRPGs and things like that. It kind of had that aesthetic to it, but when I started playing it, when I took down my first Colossus, I realised that this was a game that was very special indeed. Um, several hours passed as I tried to take down my second and third Colossus, and before I knew it. I'd been playing Shadow of the Colossus and nothing else for a full month. Um, and I'd been replaying it and replaying it and 
I'm still playing it to this day and it's one of those games that I go back to every now and then just to remind myself that games as a whole are still good um, it, is, <laughs> it is phenomenal um, and I really didn't have any idea at the time that it was going to be quite so good or take up as much of my time as it did mm, and that's nice. what I think is so good about gaming Yeah, is that you can find these little gems every now and then something that really surprises you yeah. So should I rattle through my four? Spank four? through it, mate. Yeah, so speaking awesome. of little gems that no one saw coming, uh, Muppet Race Mania, the best of all the kart oh, racing games. Sake. Of course, yeah. Uh, you Laugh, that was um, a game that I played on the PS1, and I had probably about 20 games for the PS1, and that was easily the one I played the most. Determined to find all the little cutscenes from the Muppet movies because I love the Muppets, <laughs> and doing crazy things that that, that, that should I should have been doing other things to uh, the age I was, um, spending hours just 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 pootling about trying to get this one unlock this one thing that would mean I get to see this clip of Kermit basically, um, and to the point where I wore out the disc to a certain extent the disc just wouldn't work anymore, and uh, my girlfriend at the time for my birthday I believe bought me a Spanish copy of the disc because we couldn't find a British copy of it because nobody it. bothered selling it anymore because you were the only person that bought it yeah the best kart racing game of all time yes <coughs> yeah, still. Mm-hmm. Um, next up Time Splitters 2 bloody uh, loved that game that game was amazing and a lot of happy memories I think playing Time Splitters 2 it was our peak yeah. come back from the pub at half one yeah. and then play that for hours yeah or me I'd fall asleep yeah whilst playing it but everyone else would be moving and my character would just be slowly edging towards a wall <laughs> um, I bought a PS2 PS1 I was into gaming but I wasn't really that into gaming I was playing things like Gran Turismo yeah I'm really into Gran Turismo and then I bought a PS2 because I really wanted to see what the, the, the fuss was about, about the Grand Theft Auto games Grand Theft Auto 3 had come out Everyone said it was really good, but and then a new Vice City was coming up, and that's the one I really wanted to play. Uh, and as a result, before it came out, I bought a PS2, and the bundle deal, I believe, was Time Splitters 2. And I think it was the Spider-Man 2 game, which itself is a great game. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was quite good. Mm. Yeah. So the, the the whole reason I bought the PS2 was to play... What? Right? <laughs> it's like it's my, my, my hair is molting, which it does quite a lot. The whole reason I bought... Uh, the PS2 was to play Grand Theft Auto Vice City and I, I got I fell in love with Time Splits 2 uh, the single player campaign was strange but fun and then um, was it something that surprised you with its quality yes yeah well I didn't see it coming I, I didn't know that it was kind of re- revered amongst mm. PS2 owners as kind of the future of shooters to a certain extent mm. And it was um, a little bit sort of spiritual successor to Goldeneye, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of the same people, yeah. some homages to Goldeneye in it. And I suppose you would probably wouldn't have a game like Overwatch without something like Time Splitters 2. Definitely. Um, next up, well, yeah, and then we used to play it with our friends. We used to have the iLink or the, the, mm. the multi-tap. Yeah. Combined two PS2s. And, and it, had, it had quite a good level editor for something yeah. that was on the PS2. Yeah, it was really good, yeah. But it was just a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time playing that. Um, next up, Life is Strange. Oh, one of those games. There's two games that I played when I was on holiday. When I took our Xbox with us to to Swanage, and we were going to go out and do something. And someone recommended I play Life is Strange, and I thought I'll play. It. I'll give it a go. It's going to be a Walking Dead clone, like mm. Walking Dead. That's fine. And 
I don't know what happened, but all I know is it finished and all of a sudden I looked around and it was dark. And I didn't know, didn't see it coming. I didn't see it happening. I didn't know what happened. I just know I'd got through the whole of Life is Strange in that one day. Um, which is really, really good. Really good game. Really deep, really emotional game. I recommend it to everyone. You do. You really connect with the two characters. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein, New Order. Same thing. The year oh, before. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, I'd been bought for my birthday, Evolve and uh, Dying Light, who, which both games have their merits uh, or wins out. We, I saw Wolfenstein was £15 in CEX, picked it up, brought it back and said, right, I'll play this after I finished playing Dying Light, put Wolfenstein in first and just didn't stop playing it because it was so bloody brilliant. Emotional storyline, something that's really, really silly. Um, it's a really good mm. um, sort of pulpy, yeah. swashbuckling adventure Mm. set in a universe that actually does probably quite a good job of depicting a sort of kind of Nazi-controlled Earth. It's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, have I got one more? I feel like I've mean, got... Apart from the robot dogs, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, not really good. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I'm going to cheat and do eight because Walking Dead Series 1 was another one I didn't see coming. Oh, I didn't see, yeah, true. Mm. Telltale had been doing up to that point... Um, a lot of Jurassic Park had been the last one they'd done. They yeah, they'd resurrected mm. a lot of old IPs mm. by that point and actually everyone kinda of thought, eh, Walking Dead yeah. But mm. it actually turns out to be Telltale's masterpiece and they've never bettered it. No, it's the best one they've done mm. so far. Never better uh, the Batman one comes close because it's Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, um, but yes it's, it's considering how much in love you are with Batman. Yes. Yeah, that's the only reason that, that keeps me going with that. Like him to tickle your bottom hole. I would. Yes. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead series one, then yeah, emotional endings. Well, really affected me. That game stuck with me for about a week. Let oh. him turn. Let him turn. <laughs> <laughs> you played it, Russ? No. Okay. Oh, play it. Play it. It's, it's really it's good. I will never get around to that. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and that's it. That's all I've got. Spank. Russ. Nice. Spank it. Yep. Uh, Carmageddon. Which I got, I got it. I remember in the store it was the demo on a magazine cover mm. CD. It was yeah. like the first sort of ten races or something like that. Fucking brilliant game, mm. absolutely batshit crazy. Um, and it took a little while to to realise that winning the race is not the way to have fun. And mm. you can you can get through the levels like that, but it's actually a really boring way of doing mm. it. Yeah, I agree. But then as soon as, as, soon as you realise that actually just herring off and spending hours smashing these things into each other across some really well done, quite varied, sort of open world. Mm. I mean, if you look at it now, it looks like it's made out of cereal boxes. But Yes, but back then know, it was quite... Know, it was yeah. pretty good. The sort of the, the real-time damage on the cars... Absolutely brilliant. All of the sequels have been piss poor, mm. but the original can't be getting it still. You can get it on the iPad now. Okay. It's uh, still worth a bash. Uh, Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. <laughs> I was I was that guy that had a Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, and it was the first Sonic game that I played that wasn't on a Mega Drive. Mm. And it's so different to the originals. Uh, you know, he talks... He has to make friends with people. There's a lot of fishing in it. It's quite <laughs> weird. It's quite Japanesey. It's so good. Robotnik's called Eggman. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Yeah. He's called Robotnik. Much better name. 
Um, but it's, it's actually really good. And the when you do get into the sort of the the fast stages, yeah, it translates quite well. The the three D Sonic moving and fast and bouncing off stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, all the f- follow ups, the three D Sonics have been pretty lame. Good but, Sonic games are very few and far between. Yeah. Well, the Sonic Two and that, as far as I'm concerned. The Sonic One was good. It was all right. I like Sonic One. Part of the underwater scenes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fucking horrible. Yeah, I couldn't get through them. I never completed Sonic One. No. Because of the underwater bits. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that was sort of surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly excellent. Mm. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. No, oh, I love that. Which game was the so first much. of the three D mm. era uh, GTA games, which I'm now completely obsessed with. Mm. Absolutely love. It was the first one. I was quite a late adopter of the PS2, so the. GTA game that I played before that was GTA 2. Mm. Oh, the first game different. you played. The first of the 3D First of the 3 yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I completely so missed, missed three. GTA 3. Mm. I heard people talking Same. about it. Oh, I'll give this a go. Mm. And then it, I sort of I got a PS2 like the week after Vice City came out or something like that. It was quite soon, so I'll go straight with this. Mm. So good. Yeah. Such an amazing recreation of the 80s. Yes. Ever, like, and it's... Everything is a ridiculous With stereotype. Ray it's so pointless. Yeah, yeah Radio yeah. is uh, Tommy Vasetti. Yeah, so, spot on. That played game. like a film. That game. Yeah, that was, that was the joy of it. But it played it, like several films. Was it Lance Paul? Who is the? Is it? Is it Lance? Lance Vance. Lance Vance. Lance Vance. Lance Vance. You, you did the Lance Vance dance. Lance Vance, Lance Vance, Vance dance. Lance Vance dance. Who yeah. betrays you? Yeah. At the end. yeah. What a shit. Yeah. In the, the Scarface Mansion. Yeah. And I used to remember you came out of the mansion, you turn right, and if you just drove straight, you'd hit the bridge that you landed in the police the, station. Yeah. Jump over the river, yeah. land in the police station parking lot. It was quite. If you look at the the size of the map, it's tiny. Yeah. So Two islands, you ended up. Yeah. You, you you didn't. There was no GPS type thing, mm. but you you ended up knowing every yeah. inch of it. You yeah. could know you knew your way between any two places. Yeah. GTA felt five. massive at the you time. You have though. to use the. The sat nav. Mm. Nobody knows their way around. Well, probably some beardy weirdos. No, Neck beards. No, inch by inch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love that. And my last one is Alto's Adventure on the phone, uh, <laughs> which I think um, I was probably on the toilet at work and wanted something to do for twenty minutes. Twenty so it was minutes. Just, uh, it was whatever was on the you top wrote, of the. You wrecked a <laughs> No, no, it's just you know, it's just some me time, isn't it? <laughs> Sitting down on the cludgy for twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was just a complete like this is you know game of the week on on the app store. Right, looks nice, amazing uh, art style, and it's procedural generation done really, really, really well. It's did never the same game twice. Did you come out and go, guys? You got to play this game. I've just been taking it, dropping a deuce, <laughs> and just playing. I don't think there was anything being dropped. So I tend to be fairly efficient at that. <laughs> what was it uh, called? Alto's Adventure. So it's basically a snowboarding game. Okay. Um, but it's really simply done. There's one control. You just you tap the screen to do mm. everything, uh, and you it's all about sort of chaining together backflips. You can only do backflips. They're the only thing you can do. But you can sort of grind on railings and and jump things, and it's it's sort of simple but with complexity inside it. And you can just go simple complexity. for hours. Nice. To the point where when you do fuck up 
it's so frustrating. Yeah. And you, you hate yourself and you beat yourself up a bit. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to go on. <laughs> spend another three hours getting to the same point. Uh, yeah, really, really, really good. Surprising. Mm. Mm. Well, this has been educational. It's been fun. Absolutely. And uh, I really I must play Firewatch at some point. Oh, it's so good. I'm tempted to go and download it now and play it. No, go and download Half Life 2. Yes, you've got nothing to do, have nothing to play on. You have a more pressing. <laughs> it's getting quite late. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, I'm so tired. It's not even funny. What can, what can you play Half Life 2 on? PC, Xbox. No, you've, one, you've, got, you've still got 360. Get the orange box, play Half Life 2. Oh, really, we should be making you play the original Half-Life first, but read the wiki for Half-Life. <laughs> okay, fine. I will play it, but I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Forza for the next week, I think. So. Oh. It, it, it's so much fun. It does look... I might, I might have to get Forza. It does look quite If good. you get Forza, can, do you want to join my club? <sighs> I'm not, I'm not going to get Forza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just really put me off. Why? Join my, 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 my club. Fun. I might get for it, it, It's really good fun. Yeah. Right, so thanks for listening. Join us again next week. I think Tom might be doing something a little bit special. Oh, a little bit special. A little bit special. Literally. Special, maybe. Uh, a friend of mine, yes. Yeah, game developer. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, me and Russ are in Scotland, so. Scotland. 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 So we probably won't be recording. I'm a podcast. Spaniard. <laughs> the other th- <laughs> <laughs> we had, <laughs> If we had another mic. Sure, can you. Um, have you, have you got a vocal coach or anything? Do, do, do you want to try the accent? I'm doing the accent. I'm doing the accent. I'm from Spain. Spain. I'm from Barcelona. Accenting Spanish. Accenting Spanish on the Amalfi. <laughs> now, now I'm a Russian submarine pilot. No, I'm sh- uh, piloting. <laughs> piloting. Yeah. I'm flying a submarine. Flying. Flying. Christophe Lambert wasn't exactly a convincing. Like he couldn't speak fluent English when they. <laughs> well, he was meant to be Scottish, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he's Conor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Yeah, whereas Sean Connery, thickest Scottish accent you can imagine, was playing the Spaniard. Yep. Hello, I'm the Spaniard. I'm the Spaniard. <laughs> Spaniard in Scotland. You're a dirty jock. <laughs> yeah. I hate the Scottish. <laughs> Love that film. It's a fucking great film. We'll add that to potential um, films we do commentary tracks on. I think Highlander might be worthwhile. Shaken mm-hmm. but not stirred. <laughs> stirred. Is that how we say stirred? Anyway, we're going to head off. Stirred, so yeah. um, you can contact us if you like. Uh, I think Twitter is the only thing we're using at the moment. So well, what's the what's the email address? The most You're pleading email address ever. Your fog is sort of. Working oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, mate. I've been literally sitting here going, I really hope I'm the only person. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's dense. Sorry. It's that, 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 is, that is wet, isn't it? I mean, that is... <laughs> that is um, oh, my God. We've been sitting here. This is why. See, the, the window's not open. <laughs> okay, sorry. So you were, you were saying about how to contact us. Yeah. Um, talk to us at <laughs> tmtoh.com if you really want to. But, I mean, just contact us via Twitter. Talk to us, please. Talk to us. <laughs> we haven't checked the email in a long time, so just check. It's been a long time. You probably never checked. Um, <laughs> probably stopped telling people that. Yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, go and, go and check it. Just contact us on Twitter. Check the email. We'll do you a little to-do list for next week. You've got to check the email. Yeah. Play Half-Life 2. Yeah. You don't have to complete it. You know I'm quite busy. You know that, right? You're not busy. 
Fucking hell. So to make it easier for Dan, if anyone wants to email us at talktous yeah. at tmtoh.com, could you please let us know that you've emailed us <laughs> yeah. on the Facebook page or via Twitter so that we know to check the inbox. We haven't put anything up on Facebook for a while either. We should start doing that again. Yeah. Um, I mean, this feels yes. more like internal strategising than a snappy sign-off to a podcast. Yeah. Um, All right, fine. For okay. the time being, just contact us on Twitter, maybe in the future Facebook, maybe email. There we go. Well, let's, let's do it very quickly then. Yeah. If you'd like to have a look at some of the blogs that we've put up, go to www.tmtoh.com. Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, it is www.facebook.com forward slash tmtooh. Snap. Yeah. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do, and our, ha- our, was it, our Twitter handle is at 2mtooh. Kazam. And we're also, if you want to follow us individually as well, we're on Twitter. Yes, you can um, find us in the followers for tmtoh.com. The three of them. <laughs> the three of them. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, look for, you, you'll know Dan because he's the, the guy with the big beard. At McGlegley. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm Tom Roberts. I'm, in, in my picture, I'm staring at the Stark wolf on a book. There you That's, go. There we go. Uh, and I'm Russell McGovern. And I tweet pretty much exclusively about Bake Off. So there's not I a lot, fucking not a lot of hate there. you. Bake Off is shit. When are we doing the whole episode talking about the implications of Paul Hollywood staying? Never, because Bake Off is shit. It's not. It's the best thing that's happened to this country in a long time. Well, that's it's still shit. Go and play Half-Life 2 and then you can have a valid opinion. I've got a valid opinion. You like Bake Off, shut up. Oh, hey. I just found my Twitter. Yeah. It's... it's <laughs> At Tom Roberts one one seven. Nice. There, there we go. go. Fuck me, we're slick. Yeah. Right. That that took precisely five minutes longer than it probably should have. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna head off now. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back hopefully next week. Night tonight. Bye. Bye. <laughs>